Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, Parts 3, 4, and 5. 3. The Fire Sermon. The river's tent is broken. The last fingers of leaf clutch and sink into the wet bank. The wind crosses the brown land, unheard. The nymphs are departed. Sweet Thames runs softly till I end my song. The river bears no empty bottles, sandwich papers, silk handkerchiefs, cardboard boxes, cigarette ends, or other testimony of summer nights. The nymphs are departed. And their friends, the loitering heirs of city directors, departed, have left no addresses. By the waters of Lehman I sat down and wept. Sweet Thames, run softly till I end my song. Sweet Thames, run softly, for I speak not loud or long. But at my back, in a cold blast, I hear the rattle of the bones, and chuckle spread from ear to ear. A rat crept softly through the vegetation, dragging its slimy belly on the bank while I was fishing in the dull canal on a winter evening round behind the gas house, musing upon the king my brother's wreck and on the king my father's death before him. White bodies naked on the low, damp ground, and bones cast in a little low, dry garret, rattled by the rat's foot only, year to year. But at my back, from time to time, I hear the sound of horns and motors, which shall bring Sweeney to Mrs. Porter in the spring. Oh, the moon shone bright on Mrs. Porter, and on her daughter. They wash their feet in soda water. Et au sevoir d'enfants, chantant dans la coupole. Twit, twit, twit. Jug, 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 jug. So rudely forced. Terreau. Unreal city. Under the brown fog of a winter noon, Mr. Eugenides, the Smyrna merchant unshaven, with a pocket full of currants, CIF London. Documents at sight. Asked me in demotic French to luncheon at the Cannon Street Hotel followed by a weekend at the Metropole. At the violet hour, when the eyes and back turn upward from the desk, when the human engine waits like a taxi, throbbing, waiting, I, Tiresias, though blind, throbbing between two lives, old man with wrinkled female breasts, can see at the violet hour, the evening hour that strives homeward and brings the sailor home from sea, the typist home at tea-time clears her breakfast, lights her stove, and lays out food in tins. Out of the window perilously spread her drying combinations, touched by the sun's last rays, on the divan are piled, at night her bed, stockings, slippers, camisoles, and stays. I, Tiresias, old man with wrinkled dugs, perceived the scene, and foretold the rest. I too awaited the expected guest. He, the young man carbuncular, arrives, a small house agent's clerk, with one bold stare, one of the low on whom assurance sits as a silk hat on a Bradford millionaire. The time is now propitious, as he guesses. The meal is ended. She is bored and tired, endeavors to engage her in caresses which still are unreproved, if undesired. Flushed and decided, he assaults at once, 
Exploring hands encounter no defense. His vanity requires no response and makes a welcome of indifference. And I, Tiresias, have foresuffered all enacted on the same divan or bed. I, who have sat by Thebes below the wall and walked among the lowest of the dead, bestows one final patronizing kiss and gropes his way, finding the stairs unlit. She turns and looks a moment in the glass, hardly aware of her departed lover. Her brain allows one half-formed thought to pass. Well, now that's done, and I'm glad it's over. When lovely woman stoops to folly and paces about her room again, alone, she smooths her hair with automatic hand and puts a record on the gramophone. This music crept by me upon the waters and along the strand, up Queen Victoria Street. O oh, city, city, I can sometimes hear beside a public bar in Lower Thames Street the pleasant winding of a mandoline, and a clatter and a chatter from within where fishmen lounge at noon, where the walls of Magnus Martyr hold inexplicable splendor of Ionian white and gold. The river sweats, oil and tar, the barges drift with the burning tide, red sails wide to leeward, swing on the heavy spar. The barges wash drifting logs down Greenwich Reach, past the Isle of Dogs, Wailalala, Lea, Walala, Lealala. Elizabeth and Leicester, beating oars, the stern was formed, a gilded shell, red and gold, the brisk swell rippled both shores, southwest wind, carried downstream the peal of bells, white towers. Wailala, Lea, Walala, Lealala. Trams and dusty trees. Highbury bore me. Richmond and Kew undid me. By Richmond I raised my knees supine on the floor of a narrow canoe. My feet are at Moorgate, and my heart under my feet. After the event he wept. He promised a new start. I made no comment. What should I resent? On Margate sands I can connect nothing with nothing. The broken fingernails of dirty hands. My people, humble people, who expect nothing. La la. To Carthage then I came. Burning, 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 O Lord, thou pluckest me out. O Lord, thou pluckest. Burning. 4. Death by Water Phlebas, the Phoenician, a fortnight dead, forgot the cry of gulls and the deep sea swell and the profit and loss. A current under sea picked his bones in whispers. As he rose and fell, he passed the stages of his age and youth, entering the whirlpool. Gentile or Jew, O you who turn the wheel and look to windward, consider Phlebas, who was once handsome and tall as you. 5. What the Thunder Said after the torchlight red on sweaty faces, after the frosty silence in the gardens, after the agony in stony places, the shouting and the crying, prison and palace and reverberation of thunder of spring over distant mountains. He who was living is now dead. We who were living are now dying with a little patience. Here is no water but only rock. Rock and no water and the sandy road. 
the road winding above among the mountains, which are mountains of rock without water. If there were water, we should stop and drink. Amongst the rock, one cannot stop or think. Sweat is dry and feet are in the sand. If there were only water amongst the rock. Dead mountain mouth of carious teeth that cannot spit. Here one can neither stand, nor lie, nor sit. There is not even silence in the mountains, but dry, sterile thunder without rain. There is not even solitude in the mountains, but red, sullen faces sneer and snarl from doors of mud-cracked houses. If there were water and no rock, if there were rock and also water, and water, a spring, a pool among the rock, if there were the sound of water only, not the cicada, and dry grass singing, but sound of water over a rock, where the hermit thrush sings in the pine trees, drip, drop, drip, drop, 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 but there is no water. Who is the third who walks always beside you? When I count, there are only you and I together. But when I look ahead up the white road, there is always another one walking beside you, gliding wrapped in a brown mantle, hooded. I do not know whether a man or a woman. But who is that on the other side of you? What is that sound high in the air, murmur of maternal lamentation? Who are those hooded hordes, swarming over endless plains, stumbling in cracked earth, ringed by the flat horizon only? What is the city over the mountains? Cracks and reforms and bursts in the violet air. Falling towers. Jerusalem. Athens. Alexandria. Vienna. London. Unreal. A woman drew her long black hair out tight and fiddled whisper music on those strings. And bats with baby faces in the violet light whistled and beat their wings and crawled head downward down a blackened wall. And upside down in air were towers tolling reminiscent bells that kept the hours and voices singing out of empty cisterns and exhausted wells. In this decayed hole among the mountains, in the faint moonlight, the grass is singing over the tumbled graves about the chapel. There is the empty chapel, only the wind's home. It has no windows, and the door swings. Dry bones can harm no one. Only a cock stood on the roof tree, Cocorico, Cocorico, in a flash of lightning, then a damp gust bringing rain. Ganga was sunken, and the limp leaves waited for rain, while the black clouds gathered far distant over Himavant. The jungle crouched, humped in silence. Then spoke the thunder. Da! Data! What have we given? My friend, blood shaking my heart, the awful daring of a moment's surrender, which an age of prudence can never retract, by this, and this only, we have existed, which is not to be found in our obituaries, or in memories draped by the beneficent spider, or under seals broken by the lean solicitor in our empty rooms. Da. Dayadvam. I have heard the key turn in the door once, and turn once only. We think of the key, each in his prison, 
thinking of the key, each confirms a prison. Only at nightfall, ethereal rumors revive for a moment a broken Coriolanus. Da. Damyata. The boat responded gaily to the hand expert with sail and oar. The sea was calm. Your heart would have responded gaily when invited, beating obedient to controlling hands. I sat upon the shore, fishing, with the arid plain behind me. Shall I at least set my lands in order? London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. Poissa scosa nel foco shegli affina, quando fiam uti shelidan. O swallow, swallow, le prince de Aquitaine à la tour abolie. These fragments I have shored against my ruins. Why then, I'll fit you. Hieronymo's mad again. Data. Dayadvam, Damyata, Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Tis the gift to be simple. Tis the gift to be free. Tis the gift to come down where we ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow, and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>